All right, welcome to another episode of the Vance Barnes Pod. Appreciate y'all tapping in. Episode 34, the first video podcast. You know, I had to get my guy on there. Hold on, first of all, I forgot to do the intro. I am him. He is me, Glitchin' and Matrix, your host, Vance Barnes. For the first video pod, man, you know I had to get my guy on there. CEO, founder, all that good stuff. Bro was supposed to come up to Canada with me so I could throw that little professional athlete vibe in there. But my guy, Tolu Ogunrinde. What's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good, man. It's finally good to hear from the guys again. It's been a minute since I've seen Vance. Like he said, uh, we were training for the draft together, so that's kind of a little bit about a background of me. Um, I went to South Dakota State, uh, played football there, played defensive end. Um, and yeah, that whole little uh, NF- or NFL journey, that's how I met Vance, uh, trying to pursue the dream. Uh Obviously, it didn't fully go how we all wanted to, as we'll probably talk about a little bit more here. But, yeah, that's just a little background about me. Uh, I grew up in the Twin Cities, uh, Nigerian-born, went to suburb of the cities. And, uh, yeah, I didn't really know Vance in high school just because opposite sides of the metro, you don't even realize how far away you are. But, yeah. Yeah, man. First of all, I want you you Cottage Grove, born and raised, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, first of all, for the listeners out there, I want y'all to know Cottage Grove is damn near Wisconsin. This man had me go out to his crib one time and I felt like it was I was damn near in Madison. That's how how far it went. But man, we two two Minnesota boys, man. Like he said, we we trained together for the draft. Um and regardless, you know, how it went like I feel like I feel like that was y'all like having y'all six like with me was like y'all were like the best teammates I ever had and we weren't even teammates like we were teammates for like that draft process but it's it's crazy how like fast that went and it's crazy like looking back on it we was with like people don't even know we was with each other every day for like man it seemed like 10 hours a day just training like dreaming for something uh take me through like you know and obviously like you mentioned like draft weekend came and went well first of all let me let me let me take a step back take me through your pro day process like obviously i know about it but like tell the listeners a little bit about you know your mindset like or you were emotionally going into the pro day with your whole process and chasing that dream and then where you were and how you felt after pro day for sure. Uh, so before pro day, uh, like Vance said, training with these guys, uh, just one, when we first started training, none of us knew each other. I'm seeing these group of guys and I'm just like, oh, okay, well, just going to be training every day like I did back at school. And it wasn't like that at all, really. Uh, I really met one of the, some of the best friends I've, I look at, too. I mean, I played chess with this guy every day now, almost every day, he still can't beat me. Uh, I play uh, chess with Spills all the time, you know, Gris, my brother, so like, like Logan's my brother, uh, Levi, you like all you guys, Jack, like it really became a brotherhood every day going to see you guys. And, and it was hard because like training wise, that shit sucked. Like getting up every day, like, you're like, dude, do we even have a chance to go into the league? Like, guys in our position, D2, D1, uh, AA, they, they don't really give us a chance uh, based off past experiences and just how they treat guys. Um, mm-hmm. And so, like, getting up every day was kind of hard because, like, you're, like, doing this training and you're, like, 
spend this money and I have no clue where it's going to go. Uh, so for me, kind of going into pro day, my biggest thing was I'm, I'm a DN, uh, big, bigger guy, uh, 260. My biggest thing is I wanted to run the fastest 40 as possible. So that was what I mainly focused on was my 40, my 40, my 40. So going into my pro day, uh, that's kind of what I had my emphasis on was my 40 time. And uh, going into it, I was hoping to hit 4-5, four, 4 I mean, 4-4 four, four hit my mind a few times just confidence-wise because that is a part of the training. Yeah. It's just a battle with your confidence and your mental literally every day. And so, yeah, I wanted to hit a 4-4 four, four at one point, I remember. Uh, then come pro day, I remember I hit... Four six nine, which is a solid time for a guy that's for a guy that's two sixty two forty five range, and uh, that's going after the pro day. I was actually like very excited with what I, how I performed at my pro day. I'm thinking, oh, <laughs> rookie uh, mini camp at least after that, and then you know how it went. It was one day went by, two days, yeah. two one week went by, two weeks. And you know we had the me and uh, Vance actually had the same agent, so <laughs> me and Vance would talk frequently just about like little details, <laughs> like hey, did you, did you get a text about from uh, the Chris was our agent? Did you get a text from Chris about this, this, this? And I'm like, uh, no. And I remember one time, <laughs> this is what I knew. Oh no, man, it's, it's looking bad. Vance would text me. He's like, uh, <laughs> he said, uh, <laughs> uh, hey, did uh, Chris text you about? Uh, uh, the agents for the Vikings because he just texted me saying that he's pushing really hard for me and uh, the Vikings know he's serious because he doesn't do that for a lot of his clients. And I'm like, in my head, I'm thinking like, like damn, good, hey, Vance, good for you. Hey, Chris is really pushing. He's really pushing. Like, my, my man's going to have a chance. But then I'm thinking like, like wait, <laughs> they said that they don't. he doesn't do that for many of his clients, so... How many of those clients is he doing that for? Did he do that for me? Uh, so that was about two, right. three weeks after pro days, how I started thinking like, man, like, what am I missing? Do I need to get more film? Do I need to start doing more workout videos? So about a week actually before pro day, that was, or not pro day, draft day, that's when I started reaching out to different like camera guys, like, hey, do you want to film me doing I'm a versatile. I can I can go to the league and I can really play whatever position you want. I have good hands. I played running back at some point in college. This 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 and it got to that point where draft day's tomorrow. Still no call from no team. No nothing. Literally yeah. nothing. <laughs> and I called my agent. I just my agent like yo like I must be missing some. He gives me his same whatever, whatever answer, like, oh, we'll know by the end of the day tomorrow, which was, it was Saturday. The draft already started Saturday, still no calls. Um, we'll figure it out. By the end of that day, Saturday, still no call from my agent, no call from no one. All right, cool. I'm basically done with football. Uh, literally the next day, I get a call from Chris. He's like, my agent Chris, he's like, yeah, you, um, it was weird. I tried to reach out to teams about you, but no one knew who you were. And in my head, I'm like, well, isn't that your job to make sure they know who I am? <laughs> over here, <laughs> I'm over here focusing on training. Like, 
isn't it your job? Like you're you're getting three percent of whatever I'm I'm supposed to make. So it's your job mm-hmm. that these teams that are that I'm trying that they know who I am, and it's the day after draft day, and the day I have no clue who I am. So I knew then like it was gonna be hard. But basically on that call with Chris, he was like, yeah, uh, they didn't know who you are, but I have a plan. Uh, I'm gonna try Winnipeg and. About an hour later, he called again, and I was on the phone with the GM of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, uh, the team that Vance ended up going to pursue and training with them. And at the beginning, it just it just didn't feel right after the league. I know I had jumped at Canada right away, and I was talking to my mom, family, all these people about, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm definitely I have to go. And then after after just thinking about it for a week, I mean, I couldn't go right away, which it was after draft day, and I found out that next day that, oh, yeah, this is opportunity, but you have to leave in seven days. Oh, shit. Right. <laughs> okay, well, now I got to <laughs> find a way to get a passport in seven days, which was virtually impossible. Um, then I ended Man. up having to wait till the 16th to leave. I think it was the second of... Uh, Whatever month the draft was, it was the second, whatever. Um, got, uh, ended up not getting my passport in time. Sitting on that Canada thought for about a week, I was like, what am I doing? Hey, do I do I really love football this much, or am I just more so sad about the rejection of the NFL, and that's why I want to chase that. And to mm. me, that's what it ended up turning to. It ended up me chasing something that I didn't really care about, and... Uh, with FNG, I had something that I cared about. I was putting a lot of time into already, and I wanted to focus on that. And so that that that's yeah. where I was from pro day, beginning of pro day till after pro day, and after the draft too, a little extended. Yeah, man, it's it's, it's definitely difficult. Like, and uh, you know, we all we all train. Like, I think there was what seven of us in our main training group, and really you know only two of us got shots and um you know one or you know at the nfl two of two of us got shots one of them is still there griff is still there but you know it's it's hard when you know football is you know your whole life going up until that point and then it's like like you said like is it just the rejection that you know is hurting the most is it, am I trying to do this for the wrong reasons? Or is it's like, you know, do I really want to pursue this to the best of my ability, you know? Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. And so, like, I know w- with you, too, was that kind of like how you you felt with going from going into Canada? Or how did you look at it? Um, I think that right away... Uh, so we were together on the draft on the last day of the draft. We were at Griff's draft party, and I think on that day, like I didn't really know what to expect. Um, you know, I had thought, I think, the same with you. I didn't, I ran decent at my like my pro day at our pro day, but I didn't run what I like know I should have ran or what I could have ran or what I ran in the past. And so going into the last day, I was just like, you know, I was hearing like a little bit. It wasn't as much as like, you know, some of the other guys hearing from teams. But I think going into that last day uh, of the draft, I was I was just had faith. And, you know, sometimes God says, you know, it's 
it's his timing, not ours. And I think right after I was kind of done, like I remember like that Monday. So the last day of the draft was Saturday. Didn't hear anything Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I think around Monday or Tuesday, I kind of like was like, all right, I think I'm done. You know, I'm, I, I gave this thing my all. I've, been, I've worked as hard as I could. And then the Canada, Canada opportunity, you know, presented itself. I had even like gone as far as like my aunt and my uncle are into medical sales and they wanted me to get into like, you know, medical sales and start my career there. So I had started building my resume up. I had started thinking about like things I wanted to do um, career wise. And then I just, when the Canada thing came and I just told myself, I was like, man, honestly, like, you know, I just can't myself personally. I was like, you know, I know everybody's path is different, but I was like, I think that I'm going to give myself at least another year, you know, to really chase this thing. I don't want to like give up um, on something that I have just like put my whole life into. And I just felt like, you know, some people like, like you said, like God was telling you, hey, man, you gave it a good shot. You know, let's focus on something else. Now, I felt like God was telling me, you know, hey keep going. It's just because it didn't happen on, you know, your timing doesn't mean it won't happen. And I just felt like he, he's made myself the underdog my whole life. You know, that's the kind of the role I've played, um, the role, like the cards that he's dealt me. So that's like how I took that. And, you know, went to Canada. It was a great opportunity. Obviously came home um, to have my son, which was a blessing. But I think from that Canada experience, it really showed me, I was like, oh yeah, I can definitely play at a high level um a football here it just gave me more confidence to be like man i can like i can go to the league like i i know i can i i you know and you know doubt and fear starts to creep sure. into your mind uh, but you so like, fng nah, like, finesse and grind is what that stands for this. um but started really with man one thing me you mentioned homie, was uh his name's thomas Stacker. you know the we, we'd always we, say about to each other the pro day process and putting your all into it into something that you don't really know what the outcome is going to be you don't really know like you're just kind of diving into the deep end and not knowing whether you're going to swim or not and i want to get into fng you know fng First of Football all, I'll let you explain wise, it. What like, is, what is FNG? What does it stand for? How did you come up uh, with it? Really um, wasn't just kind of tell me how it originated and, uh, for you and for that company. Finesse and grind to get a meal, get money with a deal, kind of became like our little like motto to each other to like to like find a way to, to finesse our way on the field, find a way to grind our way on the field, find a way to, to, to be the dog on the field. And then after that, uh, literally after that, <laughs> It was a game versus uh, Arkansas Pine Bluff. I had gotten my first playing time. And if you know who Arkansas Pine Bluff is, a D2 team. But it was my first ever playing time because, I mean, I was just getting moved to the end, just not learning the ropes. And I had this sick play where I chased down folks from, like, behind. And it was literally, like, the day after me and Stacks were talking about finessing around to get a meal, get money with ideal. And I, I remember I got a video from the past that, like, time stamps that. Yeah. But it was it just became this cool thing that then, uh, fast forward about two years from that moment, um, I'm big into, like, fashion, clothes, streetwear, uh, casual clothing, uh, just business attire, clothing, any, any type of just fashion, putting it together, making it glow, colors, making the colors go together. So that inspiration, I feel like, kind of started right. with my love for anime, uh, animated shows, and animated uh, Naruto, Dragon Ball Z, all that stuff. There's a lot of colors, a lot of 
things going on. And then, so I always just like colors and trying to put them together. You see a lot of anime characters. They have different styles, different colorways that is attached to them. And with me, I never wanted to have just one colorway that was attached to me. So I started uh, making uh, these uh, shirts, kind of unrelated, but I started making these shirts because I really like anime, wanted to, I found out a way how to iron on these Walmart graphic print things on shirts and made these cool like graphic tees that were anime based and put them on my story like oh these are cool look at what I got whatever and people started liking them whatever so all of a sudden I'm monetizing $25 a shirt for some Walmart iron on print uh, anime tees and it, I mean it started blowing up a little bit in, in Brookings at least and maybe the Minnesota niche too because I mean that's where my niches is that's where the people I know and so that's kind of what it turned into um, then uh, one of my best uh, one of my good friends from uh, college too his mom was big into like Target retail sales all that stuff and I had gotten on a phone call with her one time and she, me and her had a really good talk where at first it came as if she thought I was pitching something to her. I wasn't ready for that at all. Uh, and I started um, talking about, <laughs> I start, she started telling me like, oh yeah, do you have a name for what you uh, put on your clothes, these anime shirts? And I was like, oh yeah, Finesse and Grind, FNG, that's because that's what I literally had just started mm -hmm. putting on the things, FNG, uh, Finesse and Grind. And she was Oh, that's really cool. Finesse and Grind. You should try making your own base products out of Finesse and Grind, like your own branded stuff. And then I'm just like thinking like, I mean, yeah, that's cool. But like, I mean, this started because of anime. I mean, I, mean, I guess I'll look into it. <laughs> and then there was just this one time where I made this, uh, uh, literally a Gildan hoodie from Walmart. I grabbed it. Uh, acid bleached it uh so it came with these cool just splattered tie-dye print uh whatever and put finessing right. grind and were in letters right over the front and that just got so many good reviews that people were just like man i want one started selling those in bulk for about 45 dollars a hoodie and i mean they sold well every hoodie was different because <laughs> every pattern i splattered on was different and that was kind of like the first right. base product I made was like the finesse and grind tied it and uh, you probably might see some you've seen it on Griff probably you've seen it on some people and that's kind of what started finesse and grind kind of gave me the confidence to know like oh she's right I I don't need to just make anime tees even though that's what I like to do that's what I like to have but I can also have my own base products um, and that's kind of how finesse and grind started essentially.
Man, yeah, because FNG, at first, it's, uh, like, me, like, we both went to school in South Dakota, and I had even heard of it a little bit, like, go, being in Aberdeen, you being in Brookings, I had heard of, like, it when you first started it after the pandemic and stuff, and when you, like you said, they came out that that first original hoodie with the finesse and grind on it, I think I had seen some, like, after I met you, I was like, man, I've definitely seen this somewhere, and I, and I was on Instagram for sure. Man, talk because you, you talked about a little with anime, and I want to give you credit because you put me on with Naruto, you put me on with the anime wave. Um, but one thing I, I like, I really respect about like your your process and, and about Actually, that, like, FNG that is, is that it's super creative. You, you talked about the colors, the uh, colorway, the beauty, the beauty of originality is you know, how much ever time original. and effort Every you put into it. Because I'm firsthand, like I remember we used to go to training, like yeah, I'm up. Else. I was up in, like the, say, in the lab until two a.m. doing whatever, from printing T-shirts and stuff. I and I but you know, talk about a little bit more way. about your creative process, um, like where you get your muses from, like, where you you know kind of get your creativity and inspiration from. Because you look at FNG, it's it's not really like any other of these brands out here. It's it's only it's own platform. I always want to be able to process a little bit. And so um, for FNG, I, I've had to work with different graphic designers, different artists, different people who have those different type of skills and then just kind of explain to them what's in my head and those those different inspirations that I have combined them and, and create this just cool project that it's a big pro is, is how I started to look at one, my phases, and and two, FNG is a bunch of big projects put together. Uh, and with my drops, I, I definitely like to um, have a story behind them. I want it to connect to something. I want it to mean to something. I want it to mean something. So all that being said, the originality and the inspiration, it comes from so many different things. Um, and I'd be lying to say, I'd be lying if I said, I oh, I came up with it all on my own. I definitely had a friend here who probably gave me an idea or, or I definitely had a friend here who probably laid, laid an idea on me here. And I, I think about everything people tell me. I think about everything I see with the business and how can I tie it, how can I relate it? And that's just, it, it's almost toxic these days because I'll literally for hours on hours on hours just be, observing different little things and people be like oh what is he looking at like I'm, i mean i'm literally looking at your clothes i'm i'm, I'm looking at what you're wearing <laughs> i'll be on instagram uh t uh twitter or different social platforms pinterest just looking at different different patterways different colorways different uh different types of um outfits different uh put togethers different type of schemes different types of everything and uh, that is all just how I think about things. Uh, I think um, nobody ever had an idea that was their own. I feel like even if it did start with somebody, they definitely had something that inspired them. And FNG definitely is a brand like that where everything you see is probably inspired from something else. And I, 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 I love that.
Man, that's first of all, that's real. Like the uh, first the uh, that's real it being that, you know, an idea always sparks off of everything else. And I think we see that you know, you see that in music, you know, it's like every sample has been a sample from like the nineties or the eighties and you see it, you know, in fashion, you see, like with the trends, you know, you skinny jeans came back when we were in middle school and skinny jeans was a thing in like the eighties or something and they, and eventually like I wonder if like baggy clothes from the early 2000s will come back. But, you know, it's crazy that you talked about because I was just watching this interview with Elon Musk and he talked about how like Tesla and SpaceX and all these things that he does, like you said, it's kind of toxic, but it's it's your dream. And it, it like encapsulates your whole like mindset and everything you, you do in life and every little thing you look at is like like every decision you make is how can like how can i make this better and it's like with you everything you look at everything you see you see you do it's like oh how can i incorporate this into fng what can i take from this into finesse and grime and you know it's crazy because like i said i i am a person who man this is like this podcast originally is for it man it's for the dreamers the movers the shakers it's for the people like us that aren't just like searching for a nine to five we're not just looking for uh, mediocrity and so I respect like when I first met you and you were doing the FNG thing and how passionate you were about it like that's what I respect and I was like yeah I definitely can get behind this and fully support it because I see how much effort you put into it. I see how much work you put into it and how much you truly care and like are passionate about it does it so uh, I guess that leads no, to my honestly, next question I'm the because exact me personally, opposite. it always I, I love like, piss me all off. That I like, shit. see somebody like, like the way I see it is just about, more inspiration, like fast fashion, like, trends, all that and stuff. And they wouldn't like you. They would uh, my, talk about it like they really thing, loved it, like they really right wanted now, it. But you can Uzi tell trend, like all their like, actions don't mean short shorts, what they say. Does it like irritate you a little bit because you can go on Instagram and see a lot of people with the different brands monetize off doing like the fashion thing because the trend now the wave does that kind of irritate you to see like people just hop on a wave and they don't really like good for you they're not really passionate about it but you are they're not really I see it I like it I want to get it regardless and you if if you know me too like if you're regardless if you're minority owned I don't care what it is I want it because just the I know based off of what I had to go through with this brand, what you had to go through. And so I don't care what it is. You can ask a lot of people. I won't even sometimes ask the price. I'll just be like, hey, let me get that. <laughs> I want it. I don't care. I like you. And that's really what people in those type of brands, and it kind of ties back to what you're saying. Like, it, if you love what you're doing and you, you uh, if you really love what you're doing, it doesn't even become about the product anymore. It becomes about you and the person who's selling it. And so that's why I, where you say like, it, it doesn't make me mad because like I can tell when someone like really, really loves what they're doing, it could be a candle that they sell, a candle. And they sell the shit out of that candle because the candle may not even be that cool. It's them that's cool. It's them that's like, man, I, I really want to support that guy because he, 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 it's something about him and something about what he do and his passion that I just, I want to reciprocate in my, in my, in what I do.
Man, that's a <laughs> that was a bar right there. I, so I want to ask you, going off that, you know, people like they might look at FNG, they might be like, man, he's got his own website. The, you know, the clothing brand itself has over a thousand followers on IG. Um, it really looks like you know, in your social media, like you could tell. Like I said, you you look at the brand, you're like, man, this guy has puts a lot into it. You got people that you know work for you already on the back end of doing like videos, um, making sure everything is intact and people like that start up might see it and they might think like, oh, he got this off rip, but little do they know how much work you put into it and how like the ebbs and flows that come with it. So like speak on that a little bit because I think people might look at it from the outside the same way man, they look at Nike, uh, the same way they look at Adidas. That, that, like, it's oh, another man, great brands, question like, that you asked. Because yeah, entrepreneurs are so like successful, said, and it seems like all they did was going up clothes. in a line like my, this. My, my but cousin, like, talk to people a little bit about so how it feels like he literally you know, like, just even starting the podcast, starting FNG. It's something that I get bad every time you know personally people can support you, and all of a sudden you'd be like this, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, we're like, where y'all at now? And all of a sudden. Kind of, here and um, there's the, ebbs and flows of it. To you Talk saying, to the ebbs and flows uh, of starting your own yeah. business, um, the highs of it, the so. lows of it, and how you can really not even look at what the numbers are doing and just focus on. Oh yeah, yeah. The, you know, the, the kind of itself. just how business works and how operating business works. Um, it's like, it's like you are the only person in charge. Um, really. So when you start, when you decide to start your own LLC, your own brand you're you're it's it's good that you put it under llc because at the end of the day you won't incur any personal risk but at the end of the day financially it all the risk will rely on somebody so if being me being the sole being the only person that owns a, a has any percentage on finesse and grind all the uh, financial like burden and flows runs of, on me you know, so starting every day i'm looking at oh okay well, I got to make the money back I spent on that. So I have a system where, well, I, I spend money on uh, ads uh, per day. I spend money on um, just certain things that are in certain places. Like there's a system, there's a whole system. And if you don't have it right, then one, I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, some people do just blow up off of posting some on this and and, and then, oh, what is he doing? No, it's this, it's this, is it. Like, that happens a lot of times, too. And some people see that, and they're like, I need to do that. But for the other 95% of the people on the planet that that doesn't happen to, you have to have a plan. And if it doesn't have, if you don't have a good plan, then it's not going to work. And another big thing is you need to have a team. Having the mindset that you can do everything by yourself will get you killed. And the one thing I say about having a team is you also have to have a team that cares about what you do. They don't necessarily have to care about what you do as much as you because obviously it's your brand. No one's, or it's your thing. No one's going to care about what you do more than you. But one thing you need to understand is you can't hire people who are just in it to get another check. Otherwise, that can hurt your business. So that's another thing. But like I said, you need to have certain things in place. You need to have a team. You can have uh, uh, your financial output, where alloc where all your funds going, all your uh, getting, uh, where all your funds mm -hmm. getting allocated to, and to how are you getting those funds back? Where is your revenue? Well, how much are you making? What is your margins? What is this? 
How can you uh, capitalize on those margins? How can you capitalize on those different algorithms that your ads are running to make sure you're targeting the right audience at the right time? <laughs> How can you get the, the right creatives, um, the right pictures, planning a photo shoot? Oh my God. <laughs> Let me tell you, <laughs> Let me tell you a quick story on planning a photo shoot because that is just a disaster in itself. And as far as supply chain, so I, as far as phase two, I was running into problems with uh, supply chain and timing of how things come in and how they make their products. Because like you said, everyone owns, a, everyone has a brand these days. So the supply chain and the demand for them is very high right now. They, they are in control. And by they, I mean manufacturers, suppliers. So basically I ran into problems with timing on projects in there and it turned into a disaster with the photo shoot, turned into a disaster with the commercial we were trying to shoot. And so basically what ended up happening is I had to call a bunch of audibles on uh, models, call a bunch of uh, people that were maybe my friends with who, uh, who really just helped me out and came out and supported and we ended up making it work. That's one thing you always gotta find a way to just make it work in the end. And then that's 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 some mm -hmm. small small things that that happens uh, on a daily basis. But when I tell you, and I tell this to my homie Ty, who also trained with us, is there is always something that happens. It's always something. You will have your day planned the day before. You will have your day fully planned on what's supposed to happen at what specific time. This this this. There is always, and I pray to God that I have one day, at least one day where there's not something that happens, where there is something that happens that hinders the timing of your plan. And if you can't quickly come up with a way to, to uh, figure out how to get out of whatever happened, then this isn't the industry you want to go to. Because like I said, it happens too often, <laughs> too often. <laughs> You ain't lying. For, I, I just want the listeners to understand, like, that he he's spitting some game right now. If y'all not if y'all not even paying attention, y'all gotta go back and listen. He, pay attention to what he was saying about, you know, the funds, the ad reps, like everything, like the team, like you you gotta have all these things in place. You can't just think like, oh, I'm gonna set, like I'm gonna run a business. I'm gonna put it on Instagram. I'm gonna create a web. Like, no, you gotta you gotta be able to do this. And like you said, man, that's life. Like, I, I just feel like, like you said, there's always something that always comes up, man. And it's like you said, 
that's the end crazy. of the day, yeah, like, like I said, I think that's one thing. I, people think I'd be bullshitting. I'd be saying like, bro, Naruto got some, some live, real, like, uh, some real gems right in it. now. Like, where I plan sometimes I, I realize through Naruto and through life wise, but is I that plan on you just gotta FNG find a way, like, just by sheer will, you just gotta find a way to make it. All I'm gonna give you on where, like, where I plan on things are gonna be thrown at you. Phase four on the moon. That's all I'm gonna say. Kind of my last question. I've been planning, planning, planning. Phase two is really just like you know. Phase two 20 just dropped. 30, 20, we'll say and, we're at you know, twenty you and I have had this going to end in the phase past, two at but I want like, like thirty, thirty-five, forty percent of where I plan what's on. Really the the end goal with the FNG. Story, the are we talking? But once we start getting into phase three, local, and phase four, if this if this global, brand can pick up how Nike I want level, it to, like what are we talking about can here? Get the the right publicity and and bring in the right revenue, which I'm still not even worried about revenue rise. Wise right now, I'm just worried about everyone understanding the story of Phase Two. But like I said, if this can go where I want it to and how the what I've already planned up here for it, like people are gonna look back on uh, the these talks that we're having. What? They're gonna look back <laughs> on the stuff we were doing three, four years from now ago and, and be like, man, like <laughs> that's some shit. Like, cause I've been thinking about some shit for a long time and. Uh, FNG is just a representation of uh, what's on my heart, uh, the the effort I put in, the time I put in, and that's kind of what I display on the, the different things I do. And um, it, it does suck sometimes because I do price them very high. Um, I do, um, they're exp it's expensive stuff, but like the way I see it is like I'm, I, I already view myself on, on par with uh, like, no, I'm not as big as Nike, but, like, I think mm -hmm. I can get anything uh, Nike has and make it better. I think I can have any Nike product and sell it on a mass scale and and still have it be better than Nike. No, I can't put it out as fast as them, and no, I don't have the revenue to put it out as fast as them, but uh, the revolution's here, Phase 2's here, and black-owned businesses are going to be on top soon to, to where we can do stuff like that. And uh, so, yeah, that's, that's where I plan on with... Where FNG is, is ending this motherfucker on the moon. <laughs> like I said, when I was... <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, my Instagram is at the official FNG. Uh, my uh, YouTube... I have a... I have a link tree connected on that too but if you don't have that i have my website is www.finessandgrind.com we have a youtube where we're going to be regularly re releasing um just like videos and uh just content stuff like that i have tiktok too where we're going to be releasing shorts and stuff like that too and also i'm, I'm starting to get into gaming too fng gaming is coming too too so we're gonna be playing yeah, some hey, games gonna, and selling, giving out giveaways on uh, on the stream and we gonna and we gonna end it there, man. YouTube, FNG to the moon. Being being, hey, where can they find you on Instagram? Finesse and Grind, the website. Where can they find you? South uh, Minneapolis. Um, so if you're ever in Minneapolis, ever in the area downtown, uptown, uh, we're in the mall, Seven Points, uh, right off, right on Hennepin Street, uh, Main Street. You'll see us on the Main Street. And if you're in the mall, you'll see it in the mall too, right next to H and M. So, uh, yeah, we're 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 trying to be everywhere. We're trying to get noticed everywhere. We're still small, but we're trying to grow. <laughs>
sure. Anytime, bro. Excited to see you again, brother. For real. Love. Man, FNG to the moon, man. My brother Tolu, appreciate you hopping on the on the pod with us, man. Till next time, peace.